Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in to Non-Cultured. Before we get started, I want to point you at a few things. We have a website at noncultured.net. Uh, you can go there to check out things that we've written. You can also get the podcast there. And also, something we're really excited about, we're going to start leading into more, our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Barrier. That's R-O-N-N-Y-B-A-R-R-I-E-R. You can go there if you want to see our Let's Plays and different like critiques of games and things that we've been doing. We're planning to do a lot more there, and we would love to get you subscribed and ready to go uh, listen and watch our awesome content. And now, on to the show. Hey friends, welcome back to Non-Cultured. My name is Ronnie Barrier, and across from me is Gary Vanderweel. Hey buddy. Today we are talking about anime and video games, so really nothing. No, no we're not. I'm just used to saying video games now. We're talking oh, about anime you and got... comic books. Yeah. Because Gary, I read a comic book. See, we don't have to limit ourselves to like one thing. We can talk about video You can talk about video <laughs> we're games. We're still talking about the same things. I think we I just know. switched. <laughs> I know. Gary, you finally watched an anime. I did. I Yeah. A anime. A, I'm just a, trying to make as I many people the anime. I'm trying to make as many people cringe as possible. Yep. I know. There's. Uh, I feel like, <laughs> like there's people who are going to listen to any of our episodes and like well actually us <laughs> constantly. Uh, and as I talk about uh, anime, that's definitely going to be the case. So Gary, you watched. Your homework assignment was to watch one episode of My Hero Academia. How many yeah. did you watch? I watched five. You watched five episodes. Yeah, I was that kid in school that you know went above and beyond. And if you know teacher didn't pick up homework by the end of class, I'd say like, "Teacher, you didn't pick up homework." You you sound like an awful person. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I didn't. I'm glad, considering you've also been a teacher. So, yeah. as a teacher, do you find kids who do that like really annoying or helpful? Yes. I make fun of them, too. I'm like, shut up, nerd. <laughs> <laughs> and he never got hired again. <laughs> That's my problem, yep. So, Gary, tell me a little bit about My Hero Academia and what you thought. My Hero Academia is a show about a cat who falls in the ocean. No, um, Gary, you watched the wrong show again. <laughs> oh, well, uh, yeah, okay. Note to self, don't use bootleg sites. <laughs> Uh, no, so my hero academia. I, I I did think it was it was interesting. I kind of feel though like it's. Um, I don't know if it counts as an anim- I, It is an anime, but it right. doesn't count as like an anime. It's you know, not like anime it's, AF anime. Yeah, it's it's not like um, an anime that only like super anime people get. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it almost feels like kind of an entry into the world, which like is appropriate yeah the way i heard it described was that it has all the same anime tropes in terms of Mm -hmm. like the main character who's like a big underdog and is uh someone he looks up to and like impossible odds that he's getting into and there's even like tournament arcs later on it does all the things that a lot of this genre of anime do which is which is normally aimed at like uh like younger males kind of like how these comic books would still be aimed at younger males um (laughs) It does a lot of those same things. It just does them like in in such a honed way, mm-hmm. and it really doesn't waste your time. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if it's like appropriate to say because I don't want to offend anyone, but it felt. Of course, I watched the English dub. Um, oh, you watched the English voices? Yeah, I did. Okay, cool. Uh, 
It felt very. It felt like an American cartoon, kind of. No, I get that, especially the superhero <clears throat> focus. Yeah. So, uh, like, break down the 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 setting and the plot of the show a little bit for us. Yeah, the, uh, I I like the setting because it's it's not a real. It's not like Tokyo. It's not a real city, is it? I don't think. I mean, all it's, the districts are named just, after Star yeah. Wars areas. So. Yeah, that, that was one of the first <laughs> things that jumped out. Was like the first district you see. Like one, it's actually one of the first shots. It says Tatooine. I was like, ah, yeah. Uh, is that like Tatooine, <laughs> like you know, like Luke's homeworld? Uh, apparently, it is yes. because later on we see Dagobah and <clears throat> some others. So. Camino and yeah, I pre- appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, so <clears throat> it, it's set in a world where superheroes are a thing. Uh, they have, you know, when they're young, they manifest what's called a quirk, and your quirk is your 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 superpower, which I kind of appreciate that was called a, a quirk because it's yeah. like that is. Yeah. yeah, probably wouldn't call it a power because it's not really a power for everyone. And they're they're relatively commonplace. It's like eighty percent of the population right. has some kind of quirk, and and most of them don't seem very useful. Like there's like that one kid in the school that can grow his fingers. Oh yeah, like, that's weird. Uh, so so heroes exist in this world. Of course, so do villains. And uh, becoming a hero is a job essentially. Uh, almost like it made me think of like gladiators. Uh, you know, hmm. like you would have like a favorite glad. I mean, l- much less violent, and they're actually you know fighting evil, yeah. not just killing for sport. But it had like that same kind of uh, feel. Like you, ha- you had a-, a hero that you, it was like a celebrity, and and would would be celebrated and get paid for their their victories, essentially. Yeah, uh, which I think it's kind of interesting because. I could almost see something like that happening if powers were a thing. Yeah, it would immediately be legislated, um, mm-hmm. but there would be so many ripple effects that we don't think about now. You gotta be careful with that legislation, though, because that leads to civil wars. So, <laughs> um, so how far, like plot-wise, uh, we're probably going to be spoiling at least the first five episodes, just because. Yeah, it's I mean, hard it's all set up. It. You kind of you kind of see where it's going, but right. But uh, how far did you get? Like, what happened at the end of the last episode, just so I can kind of tell where you are? Um, because I'm like forty something episodes in, and I I don't remember what the first five <clears throat> covered. Izuki is that his name? Izuku. Izuku. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, this is one thing. Like, I'm going I'm going to miss and mess up every Dude, name. I've been watching anime for 15 years and took two years of Japanese, and I still have issues <laughs> with it. So, okay, that that makes me feel a little better. Uh, he's in the school now, and they did uh, tests. They were, they were doing essentially like personality tests, but for the quirks, oh, yeah. and they were like ranking the the power and skill. Yeah. So they they did the baseball throw. Yeah, he's like he's like I can't I can't control my power at all, or else I shatter my body. So yeah. what do I do? And he's I, like I can throw this softball. I just yeah. use my finger. That's one thing I really appreciate about um, the main character Midoriya or Izuku or Deku, one of his many names, whatever you want to call him. Um, I really appreciate a lot of shows like Naruto. They'll make the 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 main character like. Uh, super strong, but also kind of an idiot, and they have to just power their way through by sheer will. It's like, no, the main character in the show is super smart, and the way he gets through a lot of things is by like study and, and, think- and thinking it through. Yeah, um, and so yeah, he does this this baseball test. They just use their powers to throw the baseball as far as they can. So one girl has anti gravity powers, and so she throws it and just floats into space. One guy makes explosions come out of his hand, and so he explodes, and the ball flies really far. Um, mm. 
the main character, uh, Deku, kind of has just a... It's like an intense power boost, but his body can't control it yet. Like, he had to do, like, an insane, like, training program to even get his body to the point where it wouldn't just completely shatter any time he did anything. But if he ever uses, like, the full extent of his power, he's going to break every bone in his body, like... The first time you show him using it, right? And I also like that. His arm. I don't know if it was different in, um, in the English dub, but the Japanese uh, version, the subtitles, it said, like his instructions for using his power was like squeeze your butt cheeks as hard as you can. <laughs> it's like yeah, he said squeeze up, yeah. squeeze your butt cheeks as hard as you can and yell something. Oh, but smash! Could, yeah, 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 okay, smash it. Yeah, you're um, right. Yeah, but yeah, the first time you see him using his power, he's fighting a giant robot, and he just thinks without, or he just moves without thinking, and he jumps so high in the air that he breaks both of his legs, and then punches this giant robot in the face so hard he breaks his arm, <laughs> and so he's like flopping down to the ground with just one working limb, and I was like, this kid is freaking intense. Yeah, like, like that's it's, gross. It's a good way to, uh, in in endear him to yourself, but yeah, he's doing this baseball test, and he can't control his power very well so he just puts it on the very tip of one finger and then throws it like which is hundreds of feet it's interesting because people have done like the science behind some superheroes yeah and it's say like for this amount of strength you have to have you know this much weight or this much yeah. strength and and support as well and so for someone to be like as strong as the hulk you're going to be impossibly heavy yeah and so that idea kind of comes across here in a weird way. Like the the kid has his powers, but his body doesn't <laughs> respond super well. And it's funny because one of the 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 first things that shows All Might that Izuku is a hero is that there's a villain attacking the city, and Izuku's legs yeah run towards the fight without him thinking about it. Yeah. But then in that fight against the giant robot, he starts moving without thinking about it and actually yeah, comes back to bite him in the butt. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, that, that becomes that becomes a recurring theme throughout the series is how can he learn how to use his power without completely destroying his body every time because uh, they have a a superhero old grandma nurse lady who can heal you every time. Just um, weird. Recovery girl. <laughs> She's <Yeah>. weird. <laughs> but uh the um the you know, the penalty for shattering your arm over and over is you're not gonna be able to use your arm anymore, and so he's gotta find a way to kinda to do that. And so um that that's another really cool part of the series is him just learning how to kinda like he he almost has to learn how to hold his power back more than he has to learn how to actually use his power, which mm-hmm. I I think is an interesting way of putting That's it. That's the flip of of most superhero stories, right? Um, but something that the show really tackles that I, I begin to appreciate later, and I don't want I I don't want to spoil anything uh, without getting into specifics. But it really it shows in the first episode how much the main character Izuku uh, pretty much worships what is basically the version of this world Superman all might and how everything he did as a child was like wanting to be like him and everything like that. Uh, a big part of the show is um, on a personal level and on a community level, what that level of hero worship will do to people. Like what kind of society it's going to create, what kind of 
villains is it going to create? You know, you've got the Batman Joker, two sides of the same coin. Would there be a Joker if Batman wasn't ever there? Um, but uh, a lot of the a lot of the show, much like all superhero fiction, revolves around just symbology, like the importance of symbols in society. Like All Might is the symbol of peace. Uh, there's also a symbol of evil you meet later on, and building up or tearing down either one of those, what that does to society as a whole. And just, it answers some really, that doesn't answer. It presents some very interesting questions uh, that I, I really appreciated. So it's got some cool action and really cool character moments, but. You feel like that's <clears throat> more obvious maybe in this show too uh, because of the, the like the Eastern, like more Eastern philosophy. Mm-hmm. You know, like yin and yang, like that that idea yeah. of balance. Like there there's, is, yeah, there's a lot of talk of balance in in anime in general. I mean, um, the, the most obvious example of that in American culture was Star Wars. It right. was. It's not anymore because the force has changed. Apparently, uh, and you had you know light and dark, and there was supposed yeah. to be balance. And George Lucas very famously, you know, borrowed that from. From Eastern philosophies, yeah. <laughs> so, so what was, <laughs> like, so, like, yeah, so okay. was her point? Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. You um, know, uh, just... yeah, uh, a lot of anime do, um, and and a lot of uh, I don't want to, I don't want to generalize or, or say it's all the same because it's not. But a lot of Eastern art and culture does deal with that issue of balance and uh, and things like that, but. Um, so you were you've picked up on more of that because I think more of that comes into play down the line, right? I haven't met the big bad yeah. yet. It's, uh, it's very much focusing on just the characters right now. Yeah, I was interested. Like the f- the first time that Izuku talks with All Might, he shrinks down to his unpowered <laughs> state, which one yeah. is Terrifying. pretty disturbing. I was like, <laughs> I was like, is this the the fifth member of? The gorillas. We <laughs> never look met. Like, that, like he, 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 he does. Yeah. He's, he's pretty creepy looking. Uh, but he t- he kind of talks about he uh, he pulls the the curtain a little bit to see into the life of a hero. Yeah, and he says, you know, there's a lot of fear behind that smile and stuff like that. So he, you know, he kind of explains that. Um, yeah, All Might has like anytime he's in his hero form, he has like this trademark smile plastered on his face. Mm-hmm. So intense, it's kind of terrifying. It is. It's pretty creepy. Yeah, um, but he kind of gets into the kind of the psychology yeah. of a of a hero. Yeah, he explains that he has to maintain like being that symbol. It's like Superman saying, "I have to represent truth, justice, and the American way," as the old saying was, which is also changed. Mm-hmm. But um, it's him saying, "I have to maintain this status of goodness because that's what's really important about being a hero. It's it's not just you know punching people. It's your symbol for someone to look to." So, yeah, the, they, they do start touching on that at the beginning, but they really go into that later on, um, which I really like. But, yeah, like I said earlier, just another thing I really appreciate about the show is it doesn't waste your time. Yeah. Uh, there is a uh, there's a tournament arc later on because it's an anime, and, of course, there's a tournament arc. But if you watch something like Naruto, which is the, the foil I put it up against, Naruto is one of my favorite shows. But if you go back and watch it, like from the beginning, it is painfully slow Mm -hmm. like when Kara and I watched it when we first got married like I was fast forwarding like at least half of every episode because it was either recap or people just staring at each other or things like that um 
and part of that is just to do with like how serialization Serials, works yeah. and uh they just didn't have time to animate it they've got to reuse frames there's all sorts of stuff but uh my hero academia has done so well instead of taking like uh four different episodes to have one fight in a tournament like the name of the episode will be like someone versus someone i don't want to give it away and then that fight will only be like half the episode so like it just moves so quickly and it like i went back and, and watched some of the fights on youtube and i was like i forgot this fight was only like three and a half minutes long because it, it seemed much bigger in my head um but that show like moves very quickly, like between storylines and within storylines, things happen very fast. So, yeah, I do appreciate that. It doesn't uh, it doesn't recap too much, which I hope that kind of gets phased out a little bit more as we move into more like online binging. Yeah, it's definitely more how people watch. If it's like something that's Netflix specific, something mm-hmm. like that, I I think those will those will have a lot less. But things that still air on TV. If they're if if they can do it, they probably will because it's an easy way to fill some time. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. It, it's it can be frustrating as you're watching. Like, I just saw this. Yeah, if you're watching them back to back, it's like oh, okay, skip another three minutes into it. Pokemon's really bad at that. If you go back and watch the uh, the original series yeah. on Netflix, it seems like there's ten minutes of new material <laughs> per episode. Dear, oh my gosh, I haven't watched Pokemon in a long time. That would probably be painful to watch now, wouldn't it? I, I'm not not necessarily because it's nostalgic in a way. Yeah. When when Pokemon Go came out, me and Sarah watched some of it. <laughs> she quickly was like, "Oh yeah, this is kind of bad." <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> yeah, some things still... you don't want to go back and watch. Like there are some like I can go back and watch certain like. Dragon Ball Z clips, because that's what I grew up watching, and it was so cool when I was a kid. But just watching it now is pretty painful. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, oh, this is not nearly as cool as I remember. I'm I'm that way. So, comparison, Batman the Animated Series. Yes. I could watch every day. Yep. Whereas <laughs> the animated Spider-Man series <laughs> from the 90s is pretty brutal. Yeah, I, I can't go back and watch it because that was such a big part of my childhood. I just mm-hmm. don't want to ruin it. At this just point. let it be what it was. Yeah. Yeah. That's hey, sad. speaking of which, did you see the preview for Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse? I did. Yeah, what I'm you think? excited. I think we should save that for another topic. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It just looks really pretty. I am pumped. Yeah. Um, so, before we close out this topic, Gary, there's one more thing I'd like to mention about My Hero Academia, and that's the music. <laughs> I really like the music in this show. Yeah. Uh, it's got one uh, riff in particular uh, when uh, particular epic things are happening, and uh, it's actually gotten so big online. There was a joke a while back, you know, Guile from Street Fighter, uh, there was a joke online. It was Guile's theme goes with everything. And people were just taking random clips off the internet and doing that with Guile's theme. Uh, that has now expanded to many other things, including this song from My Hero Academia, <laughs> which they've just... Some random, like, basketball game, and they'll put this music onto it, and it's just suddenly so much more epic. But uh, I think the music does a lot for the show in terms of, like, when I hear the music, it makes me want to watch the show, which is usually a good indicator that it's it's a... It's a nice harmony between, like, composition and, and show. So what do you think about the music? I really like it. I end up... <clears throat> I actually end up watching the theme song every time it comes up because nice. it's all subtitled. Yeah. <laughs> and the lyrics are, like, 
really cheesy. It's, they're they're very like a uh, whole lot of English. They're like yeah. There's they're like they're very like mid two thousand pop punk, but more like yep. rock with yes. the, that that twinge of I don't know like prog or something. Like it's very it's pretty metal. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, but yeah, that's a lot of, of fun to listen to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, the the music uh, hits hits the the right notes. <laughs> I could see that coming, and you didn't want to say it, but it still came out. Yeah, I hate myself. Yeah, I hate you too. I well, thank you, Gary, for doing your homework. We are going to take a quick break and then come back and discuss what I did this week. Cool. Hey, friends, welcome back, and we are talking about. A comic that I read, Gary. Something has happened. Man, if I talk like this all the time, like a wrestler, would you still be my friend? What is happening? I no, I would not. Oh. So, uh, the homework we were given, you, of course, watched My Hero Academia. Yep. I, and I told you, you had to read a comic book. Yes, you did. So, my goal when I walked into the comic shop was just to uh, choose something that I normally wouldn't gravitate towards. So, I stayed away from Batman, Superman, Spider-Man, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Things I... I Somewhat understand, and I wanted to try something completely different. So, did you go with like a Dark Horse or a Vertigo or? Uh, actually, Image. It's still DC, mm-hmm. but it's under what's called their Young Animal line, which is uh, curated by, <laughs> strangely animals. enough, Gerard Way, the former oh, lead yeah. singer of MCR. My Chemical Romance. Yes, uh, so yes, Gerard Way, the the former lead singer of My Chemical Romance, is curating this uh, imprint of DC. And for anyone who doesn't know what a an imprint is, it's like a a separate line of books inside an already existing continuity. So you have DC as a whole, so Batman, Superman, all those. And then Young Animal is a small thing over to the side that uses DC characters in what they say are mature ways. It's uh, So it's not part of the main run? Right. Does it, does, it, it do the events that happen in Young Animals actually reflect? I don't believe so, no. And okay. I'm I'm kind of gonna be talking out of my butt here because I just <laughs> I just pulled up the Ronnie, first. Ronnie, that's the whole point of the show. I pulled up the first issue of this thing without knowing anything else about it, and I kind of learned some things in the periphery afterwards. But uh, the the comic that's I okay. Chose, just just yeah. talk about it like you are someone who walked into the comic book store. The cover artist did his job, and there's a cool cover, and you're like, I want to check that out. Yeah, so um, tell me about the, the cover uh, that I saw that made me choose it. Uh, is a girl kind of uh, half rot. Thank you, Gary's holding it up for me. Half of this girl's face is kind of rotting away, and the other half just looks sort of like a normal girl um, with like kind of a mosaic imprint. And it says Eternity Girl. That's the name of the comic. So, being a boy, that just I I don't know why I've never really. Thank you for showing me the DCEU on the back. I appreciate the yeah the giant the unite. front. The front it looks really cool. So the cover artist did a great job. I don't want to look really at Justice League on the back. And then Gary. you flip it over and you see the ad for Justice League on DVD and Blu-ray. And are you like, trying to are you trying to ruin burr, my topic burr, right burr, now? Burr. Your price is writing my comic book. <laughs> yeah. So no, this uh this book is called Eternity Girl. Um and I read the first issue. It was weird, Gary. It's um, weird. From what I can gather, uh most of the issue uh was this girl named Caroline uh talking to her uh therapist about the various ways she tried to kill herself. And as it goes wow. as it goes more and more into the into the book, um you come to find out that I don't know if this is at the end of like their last crossover event or something like that, or if this character was here before. Um but uh 
Eternity Girl, formerly, I think her name was Chrysalis. That was her superhero name. She had a big showdown with her arch enemy. I think Madam Adam, I think was the name. That's Adam, A-T-O-M. They had a, a big showdown. And uh, Chrysalis, Caroline, Eternity Girl, whatever you want to call her, uh, ended up winning. But at, at the cost, she's kind of undead. She's immortal. She cannot kill herself. Um, and she's kind of just locked in this cycle of despair. Um, so she's like a less fun Deadpool? Pretty much. Yeah, she's a not fun at all Deadpool, really. Uh, and then halfway, uh, while she's recounting um, these these experiences to her therapist, halfway through this, uh, through this therapy session, uh, she, I think she's visited by... Okay, the reason I'm having so much trouble explaining it it's not really – it feels like it's not in order. She hallucinates a lot. Okay. Weird things happen in the middle of the story. Mm-hmm. But what it seems like is Madam Adam came to her as a skeleton, <clears throat> kind of in a vision, and told her, I have a way that you can kill yourself, but you're going to have to take the rest of the universe with you. Whoa. And so it's like, yeah, you can die, but everyone else is going to die too. <laughs> and the issue kind of ends with her agreeing to those terms. She's like, all right, that's what I have to do. That's what I have to do. So, a lot of weirdness here. Um, it showed she used to be with an organization, I think, called Alpha 13. She was a spy. And she was trying to get a handle on her powers after this incident. Um, she can, like, control matter within 30 feet of her. And so she's – that's not actually her form. She's constantly holding herself together. And that's, like, the best she can do. So she can make herself look like a human sometimes at great effort. But at one point, she lost control of her powers, like, destroyed an entire floor of a building – some lady lost her arm, um, and like they they sent her home, and so she's she's kind of in this miserable existence where she can't really uh, she can't really feel anything. She can't die. She's just kind of here, and so she's trying to figure out a way to get out of this. So it was a uh, it was an experience. It was not what I was expecting, but the goal was to choose something that I often wouldn't have chosen. So I'd say I succeeded. Do you want to read issue two or the rest of the run? It's only six issues. Uh, the thing about the young animals line uh, is that they don't go on for very long. Uh, I think they, I think that like by design, they continuously reboot. And so they had like six or 12 issues. Um, and the first run of them, they, they had like Batman and Superman in very different forms. And they were usually seen. Mm-hmm. And then they had a crossover event called Milk Wars. Don't know what that's about. That's what it was called. It's kind of disturbing. And then they rebooted. And so they said the point was to constantly reimagine their characters in different scenarios and by different writers and artists and, like, on a much quicker scale than you normally would. Like, I had a Milk War or... one time. Oh, really? Yeah. How, how'd it go? You really got to make sure you get it all out of the carpet or else it sours and smells really bad. Is that That's the whole run. It's like Superman trying to get the milk like, stain out of his carpet. That would be riveting. Mm-hmm. You know, I wouldn't put it past, like, some postmodern comic to be, like, Superman dealing with household chores. Actually, that could be pretty funny. But, yeah, uh, I, don't, I don't think I plan on reading any more of them. Um, it, was, it was interesting. It's certainly something I, I wouldn't have picked up otherwise. Uh, but that was kind of the point of this exercise was to choose something I normally wouldn't have done. The whole Young Animals imprint interests me. Uh, the, the constant reboots of characters, I feel like, could get really frustrating or it could be super interesting if you were really into the way they told stories. Yeah, that seems like that's more of a yeah, 
certain characters you're going to read because of the characters. Yeah. Batman, Superman, you know, Deadpool. Think characters that you know maintain people's interest, but this seems more like a a more plot and story driven uh medium kind of. Yeah, for sure. So an interesting kind of different use of a of a comic book. Yeah, it was uh I believe the the what they said the themes of the book were were uh, just like isolation and existentialism. So tackle those you two. Can see this. It's this gonna get weird. <laughs> I mean, I think of I I could read this book uh, while listening to some MCR and uh, <laughs> get my guy liner back out. And I was way into <laughs> MCR in like early high school. They were my jam. They're still kind of like a guilty pleasure, but yeah. that I don't feel bad about. So I guess not really a guilty yeah. pleasure. I, I was really into Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge. I didn't listen to much else past that. Mm-hmm. I liked like four tracks in that album. And that's what that was on repeat. That was my emo that was, phase, Gary. That was young Ronnie. As you were doing gymnastics, you were rocking some. Gymnastics MCR. were way before that. I think I stopped gymnastics. Not in my like, head cannon. <laughs> <laughs> You're still doing them where I am. I don't know if that's endearing or creepy. Probably both. I have your whole history plotted out in my head. You can't convince me otherwise. It's my truth. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't want to. It would do too much damage to our relationship. Uh, so I'm kind of interested. There, there, It seems like there's a lot of, or, or maybe not a lot of, but more comic books now that are uh, kind of darker and kind of deal with deeper themes so like this one, isolation and yeah. suicide. Um, I don't know. Like, what, what's your thoughts on that? Like using a medium like comic books to talk about something like that. I feel like comics can really tackle anything they want to. I feel, you know, there's a certain power in only reading something like a novel because your imagination could be much more vivid than anything you would see on the screen. Um, but the right pairing of, of author and artist in a comic book can just do so much more with, with what you're trying to say. Like, the way that thing is drawn is super weird. Like, she's having a conversation while she's in a bunch of different places, but she's still having the same conversation. So you're thinking, is she, is this in her head? Like, is she isolating herself and pretending that she's somewhere else? Or is she actually transporting to these places? And you can, the juxtaposition between the art and and the words, I think, can do a lot more than people realize. I know comic books and people on the outside get a, a, lot, of, a lot of bad rap of just being stupid escapism fantasy, and they are for sure that. Well, yeah, There's a lot of that, sure. but um, I mean, you read something like Watchmen. That's like one of the most profound books that yeah. I've read, and that's a graphic novel. I mean, novel. I don't, I would never shame someone for reading comic books because every, everyone or most people appeal to some kind of vapid entertainment. Yeah, you know, like soccer moms might go home and watch reality TV. Yeah, you know, what's the difference between watching something like that and soccer moms can read comics too, Gary? Picking up a comic book, but that's what I'm just saying. No, like, it's, I don't, I don't get why people would. Right, I mean, certain look things have a have a stigma in our society, and a lot of that is changing. Uh, like my generation grew up with video games, and so a lot of adults are playing stuff now, mm-hmm. and it's less of a stigma. Uh, if you talk to a baby boomer, they're still going to think that you're a petulant little child if you play things. Um, but I mean, play poker or play a video game with someone online. I mean, either way you're, you're interacting with people and a comic book is, you know, people watch TV and people read books. It's images with words. Like I don't get what the big difference is. I loved picture books when I was a kid, picture books. I love them now. 
Yeah. I mean, when, okay, so when you're a kid in, let's say, a high school and you're in history class, what did you do with your history book? I looked at the pictures. Yeah, it looked well, specifically like what timeline, if you're just going to flip through. Like what time period? Yeah, yeah. Probably ancient Greece. Really? Yeah. Uh, anytime I got my history book, like if it was like a world history book, I'd flip to the back and look at like the World War II pictures and stuff like that. Oh, really? Yeah, that was always my kind of my draw. Yeah. I think part of that was because of my dad, too. Like my dad, I, I remember like uh, watching a lot of, back when History Channel was the History Channel. Yeah. It seemed like they always had something on about World War II planes, and we always we always watched that together. Yeah, and World War II was just kind of interesting to me, and so I always uh, that that was where I went. But it was the same idea, you know, pictures and words really yeah. help. Yeah, for sure. So I learned that as a teacher too. <laughs> I mean, some give them some visual. Yeah, you've, you've got visual learners, you've got auditory yeah. learners. So, <clears throat> uh, and see, I'm gonna I'm actually an auditory learner. Yeah. And I've had to I had to adjust my teaching style a little bit to that because I could stand up and lecture the whole time and feel like I did a good job, but then reflecting with my students, show me some dead pictures, Mister <laughs> yeah, Vanderweel. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, to to answer your question, I think I think comics can tackle any issue that they want to. Uh, yeah. Something like action, you know, action comics may lend themselves more to it uh, just because you can actually play out what's happening in your head. But, um, I mean, something as simple as showing someone's expression, you know, can t- can do a lot. Because if someone says, like, something extremely ominous with a scary face is a totally different thing than someone saying something ominous with, like, a joker smile, you know. And so the visuals paired with, with the words either... Um, the juxtaposition of them or or the the marriage of them can do a lot. Which do you think is more frightening to you? The smile, for sure. Really? Yeah. Also, rant. One of my biggest pet peeves. I don't know why this bothers me so much. <laughs> this is why you have a uh, have a podcast, Ron. <laughs> so you can, so you can get up on that soapbox. There you go. Uh, one of my biggest pet peeves is people who say something really mean online, like not like jokingly mean, but like actually like for real mean, incisive. Yeah, like tearing someone down mean. And then put like a smiley face at the end of it. I don't know oh. why that. I don't know why that bothers me so much. It's like, are you happy? It's, it's smugness that you're being. A, yeah, it's pro- that's probably it. Yeah, it's them thinking they're better than someone else. That just really ticks me off. Yeah. So that was they're a not side, better. But. They're not better than other people. How dare you? Maybe I just need to be better. Be be best, Ronnie. Be, <laughs> we talked about these last. Be best, Ronnie. <laughs> that's very true. So yeah. Gary, so interestingly enough, like as you're talking about comics kind of tackling some issues and 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 speaking to an audience i was actually thinking that as i was watching my hero academia yes because there's there's after he finds out as a kid that he doesn't have a quirk 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 it's a a hard word to say i don't know why uh he goes home and he's talking with his mom and his mom is crying and is like i'm sorry and apologizing and he's he says it a couple of times. There's like a voiceover. He says that's not what I needed to hear. I still needed to hear that, like I wasn't worthless and that I could, yeah. you know, work towards being a hero. Essentially, mm-hmm. and I was like, man, I wish I, wish this show came out like a, <laughs> a few years back. Yeah, that would hit the spot really it, it, well for me. It's but. a lot about identity too. 
Like, yeah, it is. what kind of hero are you going to be? And, and they, they really dive into, like, all the characters later, which is another great thing about, about that show is they don't leave the supporting characters in the dust. They do good stories with them. There you go. Uh, but, no, they really talk about, like, why do you want to be a hero and what kind of hero do you want to be? Uh, which sounds kind of trite, but they explore it in very interesting ways. It's like, are you the hero who will save someone first? Are you the enemy, or, or are you the hero who's here to defeat the enemy? Are you the hero who's to, like, push the crowd back? Like, what is your purpose inside of this purpose? And if it's not good enough, you don't deserve to be a hero. So, yeah, a lot of interesting things like that. And, mm-hmm. like, they show some, like, professional heroes using it for fame. Mm-hmm. It's like, they're here and they're in the spotlight, so let's get a TV deal. They've got a flashy mm-hmm. quirk, so. Yep. Um, all that aside, yeah, Eternity Girl. It was it was very interesting. Probably not something I'm gonna I'm gonna keep going with. Uh, just I don't know if my interest to to read it would outweigh the the cost of actually buying the full collection of it. I mean, the one issue is mm-hmm. only four dollars. I don't mind, but <clears throat> don't want to buy the full thing. So, Ronnie. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the cost of stuff. Uh oh. I um, my. My city that I live in, me and Ronnie don't live in the same city. No, technically, we it's all Houston, it's all Houston. Yeah, <laughs> but I live in Friendswood, and our library just got redone, and I hadn't been in there since. And yesterday, uh, I was wondering what kind of comic selection they had. And so I went in and checked it out. It's, it's a really nice library. They they made like a bunch of nice like study rooms yeah. for people to go use and meeting rooms and uh, there's a, a nice cafe in there. There's like a selection of audio books and stuff. Uh, but they have a, a young adult <laughs> section. Of course, I had to go <laughs> meander through to check out the comics. And they have they have a, a pretty decent uh, selection of of trade paperbacks and cool. co- and graphic novels. Yeah, grab a few uh, of those. Yeah, for sure. They have the I mean, I knew it was going to be decent. They had the entire Nightfall run. Wow. Which was which was cool. Yeah. Uh, they have, I think, the whole Naruto run, the whole manga. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was, it was a pre- pretty good selection. That's cool. Like, I need to re-up my library card, I guess. Yeah. I don't think our League City library is nearly that nice. Oh, yeah. Friendswood's got them dollar dollar bills. Dollar dollar bills. Yeah, and it just got redone. That's cool. I need yeah. to go to the library more. That's something I just don't yeah. ever really think about. I was like, I was like why, do we, <laughs> why do we go to Redbox? There's DVDs we can just <laughs> get from the library. So I was wondering if they had any games, too. Yeah. And they didn't. But So you have any more questions about Eternity Girl? Eternity Girl. Uh, man, I don't know. Uh, I, I might read this and just yeah. check it well, out. Yeah. Uh, feel free to take it and let me know what you think. Yeah, man. Me, Always looking comic, for, for new comic. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. No problem. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening today. Uh, I think we've, we've broken our limit on awkward silences. Uh, if you want to contact us, or have any questions, tell us about the episode, how much we suck, that kind of stuff, uh, you can reach me on Twitter at uh, Ronnie underscore Barrier. That's R-O-N-N-Y underscore B-A-R-R-I-E-R. And you can reach Gary at... At Vanderwheels, V-A-N-D-E-R-W-H-E-E-L-S. Yes, you can. Which, that was really tricky because I'm used to spelling my actual name. Yeah, that's weird. Remember, if you guys uh, say anything mean, to put a smiley face at the end of it. It'll make Ronnie feel all better about it. Please don't do that. 
Uh, also, rate us on iTunes. Uh, we don't know why that helps so much, but it really does. Um, we've had a few friends do that already. Uh, please continue to do that and give us high ratings if you so choose. <laughs> don't leave it so open-ended. Say fours five, or f- five stars. Fours or fives only. Give us five stars. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye.